congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. On action, not the journey. <laughs> Don't read timeline. Timeline was fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody else said about it. I did not like that book. Most people did not like that book. I also didn't like the movie. I did not see the movie. It's a trip. I did not see the movie. The movie, if you haven't watched the book, makes like almost no. The movie makes almost no sense. You're just like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Nicole, are you up for um, Mexican food or? I'm probably not going to go. Okay. Because I'm on antibiotics again. Ugh. You poor thing. That's why I had to take or eat this morning so uh, I didn't die. So now we're all worn smooth from that first podcast. <laughs> Except for Alyssa. She's fresh blood. <laughs> I don't know what happened, though. So I don't know what you guys talked about. We talked a little bit about television. Martha talked about penises again. Okay, that's not surprising. <laughs> Only a little bit. Then she mimed giving her microphone a blowjob. Okay. That was not an image I needed. By the oh, way. I didn't see that she mimed it. She was literally like... Well, you oh, brought it You're up. on the wrong side. We were talking you're about... on the wrong side of the monitor. Yeah. We were talking... We can see what she's doing over oh, here. Well, I can see her like <laughs> side view, but... We were talking about blowjobs and... I don't know. Sometimes I just feel inappropriate and I feel comfortable with you girls and, you know... Well, that's what needed to happen. Maybe a little yeah. too comfortable, Martha. <laughs> uh, you love me. You know you love me. <laughs> Even though I'm the embarrassing parent in pu- in public. <laughs> Mom, shush, quit. <laughs> Whisper quieter. Yeah, my my poor son. He has had to endure so much in his lifetime. My mom was like that. It's all right. We went to like mom. The quiet. The zoo date night thing that they had. I saw oh, the pictures. Yeah. You looked really cute. Yeah, you so, and Travis. Um, they do like ask a keeper, but then if you just like stopped by one of their like zookeeper presentations, they were mm-hmm. talking about mating habits of um, different animals. Were so, you in the tortoise section? N- no, they were doing it like everywhere. And then Travis, every time we walked by, he'd be like, "So what?" <laughs> he'd like make some. Comment about something, and I'd be like, "Shut up! <laughs> like, stop!" I'm walking away. He's like, "You know, every other guy here is doing the same thing right now." <laughs> and I was like, "That's okay, but I'm out. Like, I'm going this direction. Like, you guys can go talk about." Every time I go to the zoo, the tortoises are having sex, and the way tortoises have sex is hilarious because you know they're big and slow, and they take forever. So you walk by there on the way in. It was too hot for turtle sex. And they're, one of them's on top of the other. Too hot oh, for yeah, turtle they're sex. sleeping. It's too hot. Yeah. It is too hot for turtle sex. Right? One you of them's on like top. a little chicken They crawled up there and like, okay, I need a nap now. <laughs> Give so, me a minute. So I have two little boys with me, and one of them's on top of the other going, oh, and they're, you know, they've got the drool running out their mouths. 
What the heck are you talking about? Turtle Tortoise. sex. Turtle sex. Oh, I thought you Giant said- Giant tortoises. Yeah, I thought you said guy, two guys. And well, I was she like, said she had two little boys worth there, and they were the going. Zoo. And I was like, the little oh. boys are the turtles. Yeah, that's so what I, I lost <laughs> it there. I was like, okay, what? Two little boys with me at the zoo, wow. and they're watching these tortoises have sex. And they're like, what are they doing, mom? Mom, what are they doing? And of course, I'm laughing. <laughs> I can't stop laughing, and they're trying to figure out what I'm laughing. I think they were eight years old. Are you talking about Tyler and Dylan? No, I'm talking about Dylan and his friend, because it was right after we moved here. Ah. Uh. And his friend came down from Texas, and we took him to the zoo, because they don't have a zoo there in that little town. But the peacock was trying to get some. Was he? <gasps> pretty. Oh. Yeah, the peacock He's was pretty. definitely trying to get some. Like, I've He's never... showing off. Like, the, his butt, when he does that. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Little Shake that tail thing. They are so pretty. They are so pretty. I could go to the zoo every day, except really, I just want to hug an elephant, and it makes me really mad that I can't touch them. Mm. I just have to stand. Yeah, they don't have any elephants in the petting zoo, Nicole. I know. I just want to go hug one. Dang it! So maybe someday. In Hugo, Oklahoma, they have rescue elephants at the Endangered Ark Foundation, and you can go on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and it's like seventy-five dollars a person. And you go in, and like they only have like one deal a day, and it's like 10 a.m. But you get to go, and you get to watch them like take a bath, and I think you get to bathe them, and you can take pictures with them, and they let you touch them and like hang out with them. And some of them are rescued from circuses, but they still know their circus tricks, so they'll like <coughs> do all the little Aww. elephant poses, and they're so smart. And I just want to go like hug one's leg. Travis, if you're listening, this is what Nicole wants for Christmas. (laughs) He knows. (laughs) Travis, get it together then. God damn it, Travis. You gotta up your game. Like, who doesn't want to touch a little elephant snout? I mean, I would pet an elephant. I I would pet an elephant. (laughs) Wouldn't it be cool if Travis Travis proposed to Nicole at the elephant place? Nicole's thinking of whether she would say yes. No, she was thinking about it. She I was thinking, that'd be cool. All she cares about are the elephants. I don't elephants, think... Elephants, elephants, elephants. Right, I mean, I'm whatever. just saying you could say yes, and then on the plane back home, you could say, you know what? I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be friends. No, she likes Girl, it. Girl, you don't need a plane to get from Hugo to here. Oh. <laughs> it's in the same state. It's okay, just like a four-hour drive. <laughs> Besides, but, she lives with Travis. It's not like she, they're I'm just friends. She's not in the friend zone. Come on. But I, I was joking. <laughs> like in July, I think we're going to go to his parents' house, which is like Mina, Arkansas. Arkansas. I've been there. I got a flat tire in Mina. That's a really weird place to get a, probably a bad place to get a it flat is. tire to. It is. It's a terrible but, <laughs> Anyways, but they have like, anyway, it's an hour, or it's like two hours from Mina to Hugo compared to Oklahoma, which is four hours so I think we're going to go on a Thursday and then, like, wake up super early Friday morning. But I have to buy the tickets, like, now. Do it. Mm. Do it. But that's a long drive. Just yeah. Elephant, so How I, long I, have you been with Travis now? Uh, like, this will be our eighth year, I think. It's a long time. <laughs> Marriage is old school. You need to realize that a lot of people are not getting Don't married Don't say that. It's, I, just had, you. I Here, just had my 29th anniversary. Here's the deal, guys. It's 2019. Us millennials don't make as much money as you guys did when you were in your 20s. So um, also my parents would not pay for a wedding like 20, 30 no, years ago. I, like You don't other have parents to have a big would. wedding. Like, so, uh, you could just go to the justice of the I peace. support you. It's okay. I'm right here for you. 
It's a tax deal, honey. Taxes. No, it's actually not. Really? Taxes you, are worse when no, you're marrying. No, that's bullshit. They, like, that's just a myth. Well, that's not what the, my accountant said. <laughs> that's because your accountant wants Maybe to make money. Maybe in the money. 60s or whatever. <laughs> well, it was you. <laughs> I got married in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whippersnappers. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I will have to say that um, I did not make very much money in my 20s. And if I had to do it again... I think that um, I would not have a wedding. I got other shit to spend my money on. Like, like I'm trying to buy a fucking and... house, Martha, and you want me to go pe- spend 20 grand on a fucking wedding? I said you could go to the Justice of the Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to pay for the fucking wedding ring? <laughs> That's another down payment on something. <laughs> That's a down payment on a car, for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. I don't know how much a down payment on a house is, but definitely a car. <laughs> Where's the romance? You says the girl who doesn't like romance. We need money. It's a piece of paper. <laughs> Sterling silver is very cheap. You can piece of paper. Get yourself a and nice yes, that your way hand just make me feel so much like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're committed to one another and you're living together Yet and everything else. she wants else, to be a princess. Thank you for the support, so Bonnie. <laughs> What's the point of having to pay a bunch of freaking money on something that is a piece of paper? Yeah, you want to pay for my wedding with no, but I want Although to sometimes I do tell Travis we should get married just so we can get new towels because our towels See, are I, I starting to get old. So then you buy a house and have a housewarming Coles party. Coles has a really good sale on towels I every year. Really- I got some great ones for $2 each last year. Okay, here's the deal, okay? I just want to go to a party and buy you presents. Aww. That's called a birthday. No, no, no. It's not as you much fun. You can do that without having to get married. Why don't you just have a reception and and skip the marriage part? One day we will get married, but just I'm not... Just a house don't, party. Don't rush it. I'm not trying to rush it. Just I just a house party and say presents. I, well, just, I know. I just want some hope, Nicole. That's all. Okay. Give me some hope so that I can... And, and you Obi-Wan know... Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're make you some flowers. <laughs> <you know. laughs> One day, Martha. Mold. I gotta have hope. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got to put all her hopes in you because I need everyone. So I'm, I'm having a hard time. Be me. Damn millennials that want to get married. So Tyler I don't made have me, money to get married. Tyler made me nervous the other day because he called me up and he's like, Mom, we should go to Vegas. I'm like, uh oh. Why? Why are we going to Vegas? That's a bad idea, Tyler. You're no not going to go get married you. or something, are you? Because damn. He probably would, though. No, he was Tyler. just. He likes to like plan <clears throat> fictitional vacations. Fictitious? All the time. Why? Fictitious vacations. That would make me so sad. Why? I, For the I don't same know. reason he likes, he likes to, to go to dog rescue events when he has too many dogs already. It's just that he can't actually afford the fictitious vacations that he plans. Well, I feel him because sometimes I'm very. Um, um, sporadic, and I'll be like, "Oh, I got paid an extra two hundred dollars this week. Let me book this trip to Mexico because that's gonna pay for it." Like, two hundred dollars will get stuff like that too. Actually, to Dallas. Here's the down payment, guys. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. Speaking of vacations, we are postponing our 2020 trip to Scotland. Because uh-huh. 2020 is not enough time to raise that much money for most people. So we're switching it. If I'm ever going to be able to raise that much money. That's well, a we're lot switching of money. it to give you another year. We're going to go 2021. Yep. <clears throat> Remember this house thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, got to fucking buy one of those. <laughs> Need a roof over my head, guys. Look, I don't know. I don't want to buy a house. Houses have problems. 
You have to That's mow the that. lawn when you have a house. I, I keep trying to tell now. the boys that. <clears throat> oh, you have to mow it now. If you have an a house, if you have an apartment, then you have to walk your dogs at when it's two degrees outside and the wind is fucking blowing like crazy, <laughs> and there's snow coming down or ice, and there's like lightning because hey, you're having tornadoes in the, the snow. The only reason I want a house is maybe so I could let my dog out <laughs> in, like no, in a backyard. I will. I don't. I didn't mind living in an apartment. I actually enjoyed it, mm-hmm. except. I cannot walk my dog. Like, I do not want to have to go outside every 10 minutes. Because my dog is a little Jack Russell Terrier who will sit there and whine at you because she just wants to go play outside every 15 minutes. Like, literally, at my house, I'll be watching Outlander, and every 15 minutes, I have to stand up and open the back door and then go sit down. And five minutes later, I have to go open the back door again and, like, go sit by. And it's even worse in an apartment. I will say Annabelle's gotten better since she learned porch. She knows what the word porch is now and that I will open the porch door <laughs> and then she can go sit and play on the porch and bark Aww. at all the people who get within 15 feet of our mm, house. That's so cute. It is cute. She <laughs> loves the porch. Oh, do you want to go on the porch? It's all the only exciting. bad thing about if Echo wants to go on the porch Por- is that I Echo? can't shut the door because she wants to go in and out and in yep. and out. And in well, that's and what out, I do for Annabelle. I let her go in and out. But then I get bugs in the apartment. I don't like that. You just killed the bugs. <laughs> Hmm. I don't have a fly swatter. So then I'm running around with a towel trying to kill a fly. <laughs> also, you know what you need? You need an assault rifle. <laughs> but then I would have salt all over my house. She knows assault. what I'm talking about. Assault rifle. <laughs> assault rifles are awesome, man. I love that's, those goddamn that's things. For the record, for it is salt. Salt. <laughs> not a salt. salt. It's not that messy because it really just, it sort of vaporizes the salt. Except oh. when she accidentally shoots me when I'm at her house and it fucking hurts. Get a little extra salt on your pizza that way, you know. <laughs> and some flies. <laughs> no, a little bug juice. The great thing about when Has you- she accidentally hit you yet, Vonnie? Because no. it really does hurt. Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> Boy, is it fun to sit on your porch and shoot flies. <laughs> I drink got to some go to beer. pizza night for the first time yesterday. Pizza night? Where? Yes. Oh, at Martha's oh. house. I wasn't invited. That's because you didn't want to play D&D. Oh, yeah. Because we were playing D&D. <laughs> it was a D&D but there was pizza p- It was originally just D&D, and then, and then Ron said, oh, Ron, I'll do I'll pizza. pizza. Yeah. So. Their pizza's delicious, it isn't it? It was so good. Yeah. I wanted to eat all of it. We were on the way home. We were both just like, I'm so full. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite one? The rib one. The one with the ribs. The that Nicole, was my Nicole hasn't had that one. It was good. I also loved the bacon mango. I like that one, except I like to like push the mangoes onto somebody else's piece because oh, I'm not a just mango want person. The bacon. But yeah, well, like in the, like the barbecue or whatever mm-hmm. sauce yeah, he uses sauce on it on is delicious. Mm-hmm. It is, and the rib one that he used. We have a neighbor, a guy in our neighborhood, is a barbecue pit champion. And uh, Cosmo his comp- Q yep, barbecue. company is called Cosmos Q with a K. Cosmos, look that up because that is some awesome fucking spice for like ribs or steak or chicken. My favorite one is the. Also look it up, Honey Killer Bee. Also look it up so that you can see the commercial and that the, Martha the, was in for it. And the Dirty Bird, <laughs> which is excellent. Yeah, I was in one of their commercials. Is that the sauce that he used last night? Because it was On the really rib pizza, good. yes. It was the cherry habanero sauce. It was really good. They also have low carb and like no sugar and like they have a, just like a clean eating line. So if you have a, a certain Allergies. like gluten free I tried to look sauce. that up and I couldn't find it. On they Cosmos. brought it here. It's on Cosmos Q. Are you sure? 
It was from Cosmos Cube, but they brought us like physically hmm. the I'm barbecue call stuff. Them up and find out what the hell's no. It's I think it's just this. I don't know if it's actually the sauce or just the seasoning. Mm, maybe it's just the but it seasoning. was in a box, so I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. But it's well, their seasoning eating. is real. I I can't have MSG. I have a really really sensitive because it gives me headaches. So all of his seasonings don't have any of that stuff in them, and I love yeah. them so much. I'm looking at the store. Yeah, now. you can buy the spices <laughs> online. So go check out Cosmos Q. That's amazing. I want all of it. All of it, I say. Okay, go to cosmosq.com. Cosmos with a K. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is theirs. Cleanly, clean, clean eating line. Go check out the, uh, <laughs> get the Dirty Bird or the Hot Dirty Bird or the Honey Killer Bee, which are my favorites. The cow cover is awesome, too. And the um, Cherry Habanero Barbecue Sauce. My mouth is watering right now. <laughs> Like, it's watering a and lot. And you know what? They didn't pay us to do this. We're just doing no, this it is because just it's food really we awesome. Ate and it's really good. Yes. <laughs> but if they wanted to give us some barbecue sauce, Cosmo! thanks, then Come on it would now. be okay. Help us out. Give us a sponsorship. Because I'm a barbecue girl. You know how everybody else is all about Mexican food? I'm all about the barbecue. She's all about the meat. She's All a about meat the girl. Meat. The meat. And she likes her meaty treats. No, I'm Oh, if you guys ever get hungry, there's a place on Northwest Expressway called um, Smoked Out Barbecue. And, and it's, it's good. Mm. And it does not look like, it looks like, um, it's got like a green sign and it looks sort of very looks like, like clean a... outside. It does not look like a barbecue place. It doesn't look dirty? Yeah. Or like, well, it just, it, it just looks kind of weird for a barbecue place to oh. me. It, but it's fucking delicious. Travis got. We'll have um, to try that, Alyssa. Yes, got we some, will. And they also have a barbecue truck. Friend. Mm. <laughs> now I want barbecue. <laughs> I would eat barbecue for lunch. Maybe we have to revisit our thoughts. Because <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I could eat barbecue for literally every meal. It's not an exaggeration. Well, too bad you don't live in my neighborhood because Cosmo is my neighbor. I know. <laughs> we do have like four barbecue places and more, though. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That one place that we ate in Moore was good barbecue. Vans. Vans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to advertise with this. Vans pick stand. Got Vans. Mm-hmm. Swadley's. Swadley's. last time. I don't like Swadley's. Swadley's gives that me a one headache every Ray's. time. Ray's. It's from Lawton. It's supposed to be like That's a the place cult we're going to try next time we eat barbecue. Mm-hmm. If we ever have another vampire night. If we ever not Postmates, because I don't think they're on Postmates. Oh, they are not Postmates? Why, I don't think so. That's why we got Swadley's mm-hmm. last time. Well, we might have to drive and get Swadley's that Swadley's is for... Hmm. I don't like Swadley's. I like uh, going I like to, like, is it called Earl's? Earl's? It's on Memorial, the one I go to, but mm-hmm. I like going just because you can get a baked potato and they put like like brisket or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. like a spicy sausage in it. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm dying over here. I'm so hungry. <laughs> my mouth is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mouth is hungry. Yes. <laughs> no, I thought it was your elbow that was hungry. <laughs> well, my stomach's not rumbling, but like my mouth is watering. Okay. Yeah. My stomach is a little upset still. I love the pizza, but that shrimp pizza gets me every time. I have to take like four stomach pills. Yeah. The, the, the shrimp pizza that my husband makes is, is it's called Creole, actually. And it's pizza. delicious. And it has shrimp and andouille sausage and okra and... 
I don't know what else. It's whatever hot sauce he puts on it, it that gets me. It's it's a saw. It's a um, spice called Slap Your Mama mm-hmm. that he puts on there, and it will burn your whole face off. Well, it's, it's very whatever spicy. tomato sauce. Oh, I'm glad he puts I on it. only had one piece of shrimp then. Yeah, made a piece I mean, of it's shrimp. delicious. It's but so good, man. That pizza gets me. If I eat, and I only ate one piece. Now, if I eat like two pieces, whew, my world is shot for the next three days. <laughs> hmm, sorry about that. See, now we're hungry and now we're talking shopping. So I think maybe we need to transition to books so that we can get so we can get something done today. <laughs> haven't even talked anything about books. I know. <clears throat> this is what happens when you do them back to back. I know. I guess our mind starts to wander. Our vacation episodes are always, you know. What happened was we got on the um, subject of marriage and <laughs> yeah, Martha. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. For I somebody all of a who doesn't like romance that. books or anything, she is really, you know, you're set very on dedicated marriage. to the romance today. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I just did have a 29th anniversary. That's a big deal. It's a long time. That's more time years. than we've been alive. Plus five years. We dated. <laughs> don't, don't we, say that. <laughs> we already had that conversation. You missed that whole thing. Did I? Also, high five. <laughs> Fuckers, man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, I kind of have an anniversary. Do you? Yeah. I've been divorced <laughs> for 15 years. Congratulations. I've been alive that my life. <laughs> Fine. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <clears throat> we love you, Martha. I love you, too. But I'm just saying marriage is only a piece of paper. Need to get out of that mindset. <laughs> Can we talk about books now? I'm getting pissed off all over again. <laughs> and I'm hungry now, too, so I'm hangry. <laughs> Damn it. Well, my book fits right into our little marriage segment. <laughs> God. Damn it. <laughs> okay. It's the Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. This book is about... A husband and wife who are divorced, and the wife is a little light down. It, it had a very girl on the train vibe, but not quite as depressing because she seems like, you know, like her whole world is like shattered, so on and so forth. Because she was a stay at home mom, or not stay at home mom, but a stay at home wife. They didn't have any kids. So when they got divorced, she's been out of the workforce. So she's trying to get her life back, trying to work at a job and it, she's just, she's depressed and it's hard for her to function and actually go to work and everything else. Ex-husband has already had, has a new fiance, is going to get married and everything. Mm. And um, you just, you kind of find out, it's kind of like Girl in the Train where you find out more and more about how this marriage actually happened as the book goes on. Which marriage? The marriage between the original wife or the new wife? The original wife, because okay. the other one, they're not married. It's just a fiance. They're oh, just engaged. Okay, I got, I gotcha. And like how she, her personality changed when she got married and and everything else. And almost like she was like on this downhill slide, almost. And part of it was because they were trying to have a baby and she couldn't get pregnant, so on and so forth. And then you kind of find out that the husband wasn't being honest with her about some stuff and everything else. So, you know, she ends up 
I, I mean, it has kind of like a climax. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of Girl on the Train, as in the fact that you find out that, you know, the Things relationship that- wasn't as picture perfect as what it looked like from the outside. Hmm. Who who asked for a divorce, him or her? Um, he did. Okay, just curious. He did, but um, yeah, can't say that because I'm going to give too much away. I was just curious. <clears throat> but he's you know a very prim and proper person. Um, he's a richie. You know he buys a house for her as a gift, but she hasn't even seen the house when he does it. So he's like has all of these controlling sounds, qualities. I was going to say that sounds very controlling. That she doesn't really pick up on when they're married and so on and so forth. And it's only after the marriage that she kind of starts to see how things really were. Then you find out more things that happened Mm. that, yeah, it was a little twisty. It was an okay book. It wasn't one of my favorite. Like I said, um, it was a little depressing at times. And not the kind of depressing books that I really like to read. I was going to say, doesn't that fall into stuff you like? Well, it was depressing, but not... You like heart-wrenching, not depressing. Okay, there you go. It was depressing, but not heart-wrenching. Um, you like the thing that's worse? Yeah, she does. She, yes. she does. Because I want it to be black and white. I don't want this gray area where it's kind of depressing and kind of oh. not. I want it to be freaking rip my heart out. <laughs> Stomp or, on it. <laughs> Or, you know, Drop some acid on it. <laughs> run it through a meat grinder and then shove Put it, it in back the blender. in your chest. <laughs> She's a seriously twisted bitch. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. But um, also another thing about this book is that it wasn't very consistent. Because like at the beginning of the book she's depressed and sad and it seems like she wants her husband back and you know that's why she's so depressed and sad and everything but then it changes course like her thinking and attitude changes without really any explanation why if that makes sense it just kind of like all of a sudden flips it's kind of like, okay, three chapters ago, you were thinking this way, and now you're thinking this way. There's, and, and no, there's no explanation for her shift. Right. There's no explanation. There was no, like, aha moment or, like, wait a minute. or hmm. And then it's kind of like, well, that's the way that she thought through the whole book. But it's not yeah. because it's not the way that she was at the beginning. And this is one of those things that that bugs me about books because they're not consistent. And it's like, no. No, this is not what you said earlier in the book. You cannot go there now. That whole rule following thing. Yeah, you have Bonnie's to follow got. the rules. Which it is, to which is why you're going to be my editor if I ever do publish. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, nah, this is fucked up. You can't do this. But it I doesn't can, match. Yeah, I know. But I can see people who that doesn't really bother. They would probably like this book. I mean, it was a little twisty. And it was a good read. And the writing was good. I mean, the narration was good. I did the audio. So, I mean... I didn't get halfway through the book and think, holy fuck, why am I reading this book? So, mm. I mean, I actually saw it all the way through the end and it had a pretty good ending. You know, it wrapped stuff up pretty good. So, um, and it left enough open that she could actually write another book if she wanted to on this, hmm. you know, like a sequel. Cool. So, yeah, maybe a good beach read. It wasn't too intense. I've had that one 
sitting on my shelf for a while and have just not gotten around to what the wipe it. between us. I've mm-hmm. seen it on a lot of um for some reason they advertise that one a lot on Facebook. Do they? Yeah. For whatever groups I, I had belong never heard to. Of this I've one seen before. it. But it says that it's a, you know, New York Times bestseller, so I guess it is popular. I just hadn't heard of it before. But, I mean, like I said, you should go ahead and read it, Nicole, because it was a a decent read. It was Mm -hmm. just, I don't like it when the main character goes from one way of thinking to another without anything, like, causing it. Like, on Girl on the the Train... She kind of did that, but she had revelations that led up to the way that she changed her mind. Mm-hmm. This, there was no revelations for her to change her mind. So, I don't know. That just kind of humans sometimes change their mind. <laughs> I know, and I should know that. I do that too sometimes, but you know, I don't know. That was called "The Wife Between Us" by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. So probably only like maybe a four star <clears throat> for me. It was a good book, but there needed to be a little bit more of a also <clears throat> segue to her changing thoughts. If I Googled The Wife Between Us because I wanted to see the cover. Um, that is not what... Oh, for some reason, the beautiful poetry of Donald Trump keeps popping up. <gasps> of Donald what the Trump? Fuck? It showed what? up on the other one, but it was like up here. Jesus. I don't think that any part of that sentence makes sense together. I thought about clicking on it just because I wanted don't to see do if it, it was it's legit. Don't do it. going to fuck everything <laughs> yeah, up on your internet. <laughs> don't do it. Beautiful poetry of... No. None of those things goes with that image. No. They've got like a picture of him laying... Like, like looks George like he's Costanza? A, like, kind of like he's on a picnic or something in a suit. I can't... Now I want to no. see the cover. Can't imagine that. It's weird. Like, I, I can't Google it. <laughs> I don't it's want that on my search history. Let's Google the wife between us again and see if it comes back. <laughs> then you'll all of a sudden get donate to this fucking. Oh my god, it came back! I told you, like early, but earlier, it was like up at the top. What the fuck is he wearing? Is that an ascot? <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't seen the picture, but I'm disgusted already. Don't I don't need it in my head. I'm not looking at it. As you know, this man is not. Look, he's wearing an ascot. Something I ever want to. I don't like him, and it's no secret. Put it away. It's like weird. Put it away. It's smaller on Nicole's screen, so it's better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I don't want it near me. God, that's like, like dude, that's we could like, like having put this up at like up Halloween as a scary picture. Ooh. <laughs> that could be one of our horror novels. <laughs> hey, that's actually not a bad We're idea. We're expanding our our definition of horror this year. Except for then one of us would have to actually read that. No, pass. See, I'm not gonna. No, that's not happening. Okay, it's too enough, much even for enough me. Trump bashing. We might have listeners who like him. <laughs> la 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 la, <laughs> Alyssa. Somebody give give her a gummy. (laughs) I I kind of wish I had gummies. Like I told you, I was angry. So buckle up! I once again did not read a romance novel. That's two in a row for me. Something's happening, Alyssa. Here's the thing: is I read a lot of other books all the time. I just don't always review them. Oh, so you're... Because it's fun to review romance novels on here because I feel like it gives some 
some diversity. Space. Yeah, it's got its own space. No one else is going to read them. So then also I don't have to check with other people to be oh. like, have you read this? The answer is always no. <laughs> You're absolutely right. The answer is, is always, always no. no. No one has read it. I don't have to worry. But when this week. When the phone reads um, every once in a while. Not as many not, as I do. Not the That's same type. I read like, like, uh, his way True historical. Blood and yeah. Outlander. Like, that's You've my... You've read those, some... too. Well, yeah. But they're, yeah. <laughs> Who did, um, like, what is it? Something Stars. The one book that I read, Jojo. Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. That's Jojo. Jojo Moyes. That's not. Oh. They're two different. Mm. Oh, well, you there, read there, Jojo Moyes books is... are technically fiction books, not romance books. And I'm, yeah. That's yeah. true. It's wrong. like the whole thing. With that, okay. that uh, categorization. There's there definitely something wrong. No, it's fiction. Yeah. There... No, it's romance. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean... <laughs> doesn't yeah, mean but... that makes... Just because you don't like it doesn't make There's it romance. There's romance in most all fiction books. I'm sorry, but there is. got real bad There's news for you. There's some kind of... Somebody falls in love with somebody. Clearly. Somebody hooks up with somebody. Even Will Wheaton's book had a little romance in it. <laughs> hey, Martha, guess what? You've been married for 29 years. Yes, <laughs> That's not romance. At some point, it probably was. Have you met my husband? He's an engineer. There's not a romantic bone in that man's body. I had to readjust my entire worldview because of him. Thanks, Ron. He uh, created a monster. Yep, it's his yeah. fault. Oh, this is his fault. <laughs> I'm so glad we have a reason now. Yeah, see, it all makes sense. But so we can't wrong. hate him because he makes good pizza. So. Yeah, he's forgiven. I love him. All's forgiven. He's awesome. So I didn't read a romance this time. <laughs> Long story short. Long story short, I didn't read a romance. I read Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Ooh. Yes. Because I am a big foodie nerd i love food i love like my just, goal in life is to go to craft in new york city which is tom colicchio's restaurant because i love him i want to go there so badly like i've looked at the menu i'm like this is what i would eat if it was in season so I instead love, of scotland we should do the book thing I in new york love city fancy food then we could go eat fancy food. And so, and I really like Anthony Bourdain. Maybe. And so I, and this had been sitting in my list for forever and it was totally worth it. It was really good. It was longer than I thought it was going to be, which was really cool because he talked about a lot more stuff. But he's so, a great writer. I've actually he's a read great his writer. fiction. Yeah. And so the beginning of this, cause it is a memoir and it's more, it's like a, the beginning is kind of like, here's how I got here, but the rest is then kind of just stories. So it like, it's broken up really easily. The beginning talks about how he started out as like a prep cook at this seaside restaurant, um, up on the East coast near where his family lived at the time. And, and, um, how he kind of rose up through the ranks. And originally he didn't think that food was going to be the thing that he loved. Like he thought he was going to go to college and, do something to do with like business or marketing or finance. Cause his family had like, he's one of those people, like he came from like an East coast family with quite a bit of money. And so he assumed that that's what he was going to do. But then he talks about this, these trips his family took to France because he had like, they had family in France and how like eating food there changed him forever, which was really cool. And so then he talks about how he went to the culinary Institute of America, which used to be a really big deal. Cause it used to be really hard back then and now they'll just let anybody in so it's anybody that has money can get in yeah so it's not really a big deal anymore um and it 
the way he talks about everything, like it makes you realize how volatile like the food industry is. Like he went from job to job to job to job. And even when you get older and better and you become like, and you become the head chef, like you still go from job to job to job. And there's not a lot of job security. Not, that isn't, it's not a very stable profession. No. Being a chef is hard. You have to work a lot of hours. Everyone works seven days a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like 10 hours a day. I mean, it's insane. Oh, more than, yeah, like 12, 14 hours a day. Because he talks about how they'd be done at like one or two. And then they'd go do drugs. And then (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of, well, there was, and I'm sure is a lot of cocaine happening in New York in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) There's a lot of cocaine. And so talk about they'd go like they'd go get high and then go home and then at 10 the next morning, like he'd be like ordering food and like, you know, food would start getting delivered and the first round of prep cooks was already in and like lunch was already happening. I mean, it was really insane, like the way they talk about just kind of the machine and how the people who are doing it are the people who love it, like people who don't like it very much, like they just leave because they can't handle it because why would you? You would have like, to love wh- that job. Like, yeah. why would you put yourself through that? Um, it talks a lot about kind of, I mean, there are a lot of problems in the food industry, a lot of sexism mm-hmm. um, that really hasn't gone away. Like, he talks about that really frankly, about how, like, in most kitchens, there was maybe one, if any, women in the kitchen the whole t- like for most of his career um which is, i think is very interesting because yeah. one of the big jokes is that women are supposed to, like our feet are smaller because we're supposed to be we can stand closer to the kitchen counter yeah because yeah <laughs> i've never to heard that before <laughs> i somebody told me that once that, like that women's feet were smaller so that I we could stand people for saying <laughs> stuff like that before yeah. no but it was, yeah. I mean, it was, but I get, I get yeah. that whole thing. And yeah. I've, I've had that many so times. It's, really it's a big problem. Yeah. Because like men are like at the top, it's mostly men. It really is mostly men. Um, but one of my favorite stories that he tells, and it was probably the funniest section of the whole book is he talks about this guy named Adam, whose last name he doesn't tell you because he's a real person living in the world today <laughs> who like isn't famous. But so it was so funny because it's very like food specific, but it's also like everyone's had that one coworker and he was this guy who was basically a genius. And what he could make was the best bread you've ever eaten in your entire life. And these are people at the top of the food game. So if someone's saying this is the greatest bread you've eaten in your, in your entire life, it's it means gra- something. It's the greatest bread on the planet. Wow. But this guy was also the worst human being on the face of the earth. <laughs> like he'd get like he was talking about because he worked with him like at three or four different places because especially in New York and the East Coast like all these people are just going from place to place and working with each other and like Mm -hmm. poaching people from other places when they move to another restaurant and this guy Adam is the worst human being but people keep hiring him because his bread is so good and so for two weeks he'd be like a really good employee and then like he'd stop showing up or he'd show up high and he had like his station was like the biggest mess of all time. And he was the worst person to work with because he was horrible to everybody. But he kept getting hired because he was a bread <laughs> genius. Mm, that's it was, frustrating. It was such a good story. I like he really does have a way with words and I need to read his fiction now because um, I always knew that he'd written like fiction books, but I'd never read them before. And so he really does have a way with words. Um, This was a really great, like easy read. It was easy to 
cut up in, into pieces so I could read like a whole story here or a whole story there. Um, since we keep comparing everything to beach reads, this would be a great beach read. It's also 0% intense, unlike the rest of y'all's beach reads. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. All righty then. Let's Hashtag I love Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Hashtag same. <laughs> Hashtag I read his fiction novel, which was awesome. Hashtag I have never heard of him until now. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, like the dude from the Travel Channel and like... Well, I know you've heard of him because I reviewed his book on this podcast right after he died. Oh, well, maybe that tells you how much. Or maybe it was before he died that I did it. I think it might. Okay, I don't remember him. That's better. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, (laughs) what did you read, Nicole? Something you might enjoy, Alyssa. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Although it's not, it's not one hundred percent romancy, but. Anyways, it's called "You, Me, and the Sea," and it's by Meg Donahue, and it. Starts out with this girl, her name's Marrow, and she's kind of uh, named after mermaids. I was going to say Marrow sounds like bone marrow. I was like, bone marrow? Is this a murder mystery? (laughs) No, but the book starts out where she is at her engagement party, and it's at their house, and they seem to live, like, uh, in San Francisco. It seems very rich and, like, posh, very clean. That's You kind of get this feeling from the first chapter. Um, but you also get a weird vibe, like you're almost waiting for a murder to happen Mm. and then it switches. So you've got the, like, she's in this very rich place and then you switch to her childhood in which she's very poor and her father had moved from like somewhere, like some far, like maybe Minnesota or something like that to San Francisco, um, when he like got out of high school and ends up going to like a hippie place where they like grow their own food yeah so they grow their own food and like everything is about the community and then he falls in love with this girl and they end up buying this little plot of land um that looks over a cliff like north of san francisco but so then they have two two kids and one they call bear who is the oldest he's a boy um and then you have marrow and marrow kind of have it, had a tough life and one day her mom just disappears um, and she doesn't quite understand like what happened and they're very poor um, and there's no like the city won't let them build like wells on their property for water um, so they have to learn how to farm by using I don't remember what it's called but I thought it was super interesting but they you because uh, San Francisco is super uh, foggy Mm-hmm. And it rains a lot. So they learn how to f- um, train all of their plants to grow roots that are so deep they can go through and get water further than most plants do. So the, and then um, so then when it's foggy, that kind of helps water them, but they can never just go water. Like they don't have water to just go water hmm. their crops. Interesting. I didn't know you could train plants. Yes, well, you can if you, actually. If you don't water them as much the roots grow deeper looking for water mm-hmm. and if you uh gotcha. water them further away you can uh, mm-hmm. train them that way They'll too grow for- mm-hmm. huh. that's interesting but um so she kind of she's really young when this story starts out and um she talked her brother is always like picking on her and he's kind of just mean and she talks about how she's a little bit scared of him like one time he like pushed her down and like sat on her and 
was going to hit her, but then eventually got up. And um, so you just get this feeling of that she's kind of scared of her her own brother. Um, and then she likes to explore and she talks about how much she loves the sea and she goes swimming all the time. But she's kind of got this very free childhood, but she's also in poverty. And then one day her dad brings home um, another little boy the same age as her, but he had was from India. And so they end up becoming like best friends um, and they explore together. But Bear is even meaner to this guy little boy from India because he thinks like he's eating his food like Hmm. he kind of that's how he sees it is it just another mouth to feed and that and because the boy's from India he's they bear thinks like he's just not a good good enough person I guess well um as they grow older you kind of get their story but then you find out that um um Uh, Marrow and then her friend that's Indian, they start doing this thing as teenagers where they'll go break into people's houses, but they don't damage anything or the only thing they steal is food. (laughs) But they like to go look around these people's houses in San Francisco. And then one day um, they get caught kind of and Marrow gets attacked by a dog in the driveway and that she meets a family that ends up playing a really big part in her life. Hmm. So I really enjoyed this book. And, like, the writing was really beautiful in the way, like, as a child, she's exploring her own land and, like, the freedom of it. And, yeah, she doesn't have as much food as she probably needs, but she never feels like she's, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't understand till later in her life how poor she really is. And I just thought it was really interesting. Hmm. Uh, it's probably a good beach read. Where we are with the beach read. It's that, that time of the year, guys. It is, it is. But it's called You, Me, and the Sea, and it's by Meg Donahue. I think I'll go for beach read as well. All beach reads. This one, I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, just in passing. And I, I thought, man, that's a, such a great book. I think I'll read that again. But I've never refuted on the podcast, so... I'm going to review The Spellman Files by Lisa Lutz. This book, when I first read it, reminded me so much of Janet Ivanovich and the Stephanie Plum novels. It's, it's got a really, the family is very wacky. It's a, a family of private investigators. And the kids actually grow up in that environment and learn to do the all of the stuff that private investigators do at a very early age. And Isabel is the one that the story mainly is about. She's the main character of the story. And I know that you girls would love this. It does actually have a lot of romance in it. She spends a lot of time talking about her ex-boyfriends. She'll say ex-boyfriend number six, and then she'll tell you the story about that. (laughs) Ex-boyfriend number seven, Oh, that looks like ex-boyfriend number eight over there. (laughs) So she has kind of a crush on this guy that she sees while on stakeout, or not on stakeout, but while on a case. And when she first meets him, she lies about what she does because she doesn't want him to know. So she sees this guy playing tennis and she notices that he's unusual in that he lets one guy, he plays terribly in one match 
with this one guy. And then, of course, she he's cute, so she watches him. And then later on, she sees him play another match where he kicks this guy's ass. He's really good. So she can't figure him out. He's one of those guys where you, there's just a lot of incongruity in his behavior. So, of course, she's very interested and she ends up, you know, looking into him. And it turns out he's a dentist and her mother hates dentists. So there's that. There's another whole thing. But the main story really kicks in when their younger sister, who is an absolute mess and a hilarious character, ends up um, going missing. So they basically stop everything to look for her. And the story is just absolutely so much fun. I'm trying to see what the what the sister's name is. Oh, Ray. Ray is the younger sister. And she has a an Uncle Ray as well. She's named after Uncle Ray, who they thought was going to die. But then he recovered in the 11th hour. And then they had this baby named after him. <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those families that you just have to laugh because there's so much weird shit going on it and you know i love families like that kind of like what is that that one series shit creek exactly yeah <laughs> like not, they're let that's like their last name yeah 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 um so the whole it's a it's like almost like a slapstick wacky comedy type family hmm. and i just love them i i actually read this book for the first time back in I don't know, 2008. And there are several Spellman Files books that follow, that follow the same family. But this is the first one, and that's why I chose to review it. And I think that if you're looking for something really super fun that you might be able to find at your library right now, you could go and check out the Spellman Files because it's super awesome. And so much fun to read, especially if you have a thing for Janet Ivanovich and her Stephanie Plum um, books. You would probably enjoy The Spellman Files by Lisa Lutz. Awesome. Can I confess something horrible? Yeah. I really liked the Stephanie Plum movie they made, even though everyone said it was horrible. I never watched it. It was really fun. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, those books, and you know how much I despise romance, but I love funny. Mm -hmm. And Janet Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum series is absolutely... I kind of stopped at about 16. You made it farther than me. I stopped after like... Eight. And it's mainly because I love the family so much. They're so much fun. Grandma Mazer's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Lola, the fried chicken eating, hilarious um, sidekick, is just so much fun. The characters are just larger than life. You should watch the movie. They did one for one for the money. And I thought it was hysterical. Which is also the first Everyone novel Everyone hated that, by it. The way. And I was like, no, this is a great film. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it now. Just this is for... hysterical. Well, the books were hysterical. <laughs> Anything that funny, romance or not, I'm totally in for that. Mm-hmm. I had a blast reading those novels, especially listening to them. <gasps> Ooh. Listening to them is how I, I was those introduced. Are fun to listen to. to that. In fact, the very first audiobook I ever listened to 
was Stephanie Plum. Was it really? It was. The very first one. I went on a trip to my friend Lori's wedding with one of my other roommates who I was dreading making the trip with Mm -hmm. because we really, I knew we wouldn't really have a lot to talk about on that long of a journey. Right. So I specifically, I had to take a cassette player with us in the back seat. That's how long ago this was. So that we could listen not an to this book. No. Oh, shut up. I'm not that old. But yeah, super fun. Both of those series, super fun. Spellman Files a little newer, so it's not quite as antiquated as the whole VW bug driving Janet Ivanovich with no cell phone. Shh. Sorry. Uh, I wanted to see if they were unscribed and then my audiobook auto-played. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I thought you were shushing me. No. I was say, sorry. Me. I was just, I didn't think it was going to auto-play. How dare you shush me? Just wanted God. To, damn it. I just wanted to see if they had the audiobooks. All right. So, yes. um, so now you guys are free for two entire weeks to read whatever your little heart's desire, but you have to be ready to go again but around the 20th. Just for one, so that's okay. <laughs> All it's the naps. three in one week. That, <laughs> woo, woo, you're killing me, man. But there are so many good books out there. I know, and I realize that you guys read that many books in a week, but I do not. And that's because you're just watching Game of Thrones. To, well, no, listen. No, some of no, us have no, to no. work like eight hours a day. Yeah, but then you watch TV. Only because if I went home and read a book, I would instantly fall asleep. Yeah, that's that, that's an unfortunate thing. And it's not like I sit still long enough to read a book. I listen to audiobooks all day long. I'm pointing to my ears right now in case you guys are wondering. And, um, you know, and you don't have, want to do it when you get home. I get it. I know. I have, I'm the only nutsoid that reads as much. Well, dogs to walk. I read a lot. Alyssa reads just about do. as much as I do, which is kind of funny. We're soul, we're soul sisters. We are. We just are. in very opposite except, ways. Except in the romance department, which yeah. is totally opposite. All right. So find some good books out there to read while you're on vacation, girls. Those beach reads are everywhere, and they don't have to be new books. Tell us your beach reads. Like, what do you read? After your vacation, I'm going to have some great pictures to put up on the website because um, Sharon, who was here a couple weeks ago, she likes to take pictures of books that people, random people, are reading on the beach. And she sent me some of the pictures. Which I think is a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think our listeners really should get in on this trend and take pictures of books and people reading books. Yeah, send us your pictures. You are. That's if you're creepy. reading, I know. She's like, pictures of just the books. Just, <laughs> okay, okay. she's just taking books. pictures of the people, just yeah. the books. Like, Please do not like, zoom in on me while I'm right. sitting on the no, beach, just, like sweating. Because that's what I'm sweating <laughs> off my. <laughs> we can't put pictures of people, <laughs> not their faces, there. but you could take a picture of their hands like, reading the book. Full pictures. But what's going to be like if I'm on the beach, like. Nicole's touching her breasts right now. <laughs> I, I will not. I'm going to be sweating. Like, I'm going to have boob sweat. There's going to be sunscreen, like, dripping down. It's not going to be pleasant. And nobody needs to take a picture a of that. At least come ask me. And then I'll be like, yeah, sure. Here, hold it out from me. Yeah. And you can have a picture of this. Or, like, put your hat down in the so, book in front of your face. And informed, then like, my towel over my... Yeah. Informed consent, people. Okay? Yes. Informed consent. 
Make sure you get permission to take a picture of someone who's reading. And, Sorry to ruin that for everybody. And we would really <laughs> love to see that. I would not put anything on the website that was untasteful. <laughs> we will put your we will put your pictures up and give you credit for your hard work. And we would love to see a picture of you as well so that we can. Now, let me just also mention that our virtual, virtual our, world tour, our virtual, <laughs> our virtual world tour will resume as soon as I get back. I, I keep putting off um, our girl from Belgium. We are going to get her as soon as I get back. We're going to schedule her and. And get moving with the people who did apply. We've had so many tourists come to Oklahoma City that we've kind of had to push back the people who applied. Right. So don't despair. We are going to get to you as soon as we can. I can't wait for Scott. Scott from New York. Scott, our 40 to 60 year old man. Yeah. He comes from our part of the country. Exactly. He's like so far in our alley. He's a Yankee. Reads war books. So we do want to see you. We want to see your faces. We want to know what you're reading. Our Facebook page is there for you. Or Twitter. This is our Twitter and our Instagram. So let's connect, people. Not in a creepy yeah. way or anything, though. In a normal way. <laughs> no stop. Just over Unless books. you're Will Wheaton, and then let me give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> so on that celebrity stalking note... That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.